you know, treat it as an experiment, right? Most of the stuff is not life or death. You know, if you fail in, if you fail in business, that doesn't mean you're a failure in life. It just means you got to try something new or take another crack at it. That's how I'd try and approach all these projects. It lessens the sting of the inevitable failures that come my way. Welcome to Star of the Doubts. I'm your host, Jared Easley. I'm very lucky today. I have Craig Mathias from createmyindependence.com, mathiasmedia.com. There's probably some other .coms in there. Is that right, Craig? That's correct. (laughs) Welcome. And then, of course, my good friend and your good friend and someone uh, that you need to be friends with if you're not already, Nick Loper, sidehustlenation.com. Hi, Nick. What's going on? So, Craig, you're in San Diego. Yeah, this this is a great place to be. FinCon 2016. Yeah, you've come to San Diego, it seems like, multiple times a year. Is that true? <laughs> Just this year. Just this year. Yeah. <laughs> okay. All right. So obviously, there's something about San Diego that you think is all right. So why not come back to a conference in San Diego? Uh, it's a great place to be, California, Southern California. You got the ocean. It's just, it's great. I love it. But this is not your first FinCon. I mean, you've, nope. you've been coming off and on. So My fifth FinCon. Fifth FinCon. All right. That's five. I've been to three. Nick, how many of you? This is number two for me. Number two. So we're not, this isn't any of our first rodeos, right? So Craig, why do you come to FinCon? Let's start there. Yeah. So I started, I guess, four years ago as my first FinCon. I was a new blogger in the finance space, writing about frugality, extreme frugality, and saving a ton of money. And just found a great community here and great people. And it's a different group of people than you really see just out in your normal world. It's uh, self-starters, entrepreneurs, I don't know, just exciting people. And so I just keep coming back because it's helped me launch my new career, really, my new business. And it's just a great group of people. I like seeing them again. Well said. All right. So Nick, you came down to San Diego. You got up early this morning and did a session at 8.30. Do you recommend that? I don't know what I did to piss off uh, PT to get stuck (laughs) with the 8.30 session, but uh, it was actually pretty well attended, I thought. So it was kind of cool to see a crowd of people in there. Well, and it's tough because it was day two. People were out the night before. 8.30 8.30 in the morning, but you still held your own. I was on good behavior last night, so I can't vouch for the audience, but I was drinking water last night. So would tonight be a night you proverbially... I didn't say that right. Would tonight be a night you let your hair down? Is that what... That's what I'm trying to say. <laughs> this is great that you have Craig and I on with no hair. <laughs> We're going to both let our hair down. There's a reason this is working out. All right. So Nick, tell us about your talk and, and what was going on there. We were talking about how to get more mileage out of your podcast, kind of the incremental actions that you can take after you record that can really help drive more listeners, more engagement, more leads and more subscribers, and also ultimately more revenue. And so we walked through 15 different ways. Probably the three biggest ways for me were uh, video or uh, syndicating to YouTube. I use a service called tunes2tube.com, a free service or a donation service if you want to throw them a couple bucks to throw your files up on YouTube, the world's worst YouTube channel, placeholder video, and then roll the MP3 from the podcast. Most of the videos don't get a ton of action, a ton of traction, but 100 views here, or 200 views there, like that's all incremental people. You picture a room with 200 people, I'm happy to have them be exposed to my work. So another search engine to be discovered on. Plus some of the episodes have been listened or had been viewed 10,000 plus times, and one of them has been viewed 50,000 plus times. So you never know what's going to happen when you throw something up there. So that would be the biggest one. The other one that's really important is trying to convert listeners into subscribers. And the way I do that is with an episode-specific content upgrade, episode-specific lead magnet delivered through lead pages. And there's a handful of other ways to get that done. Don't get bogged down in the technical stuff, but definitely figure out a way to convert listeners into subscribers. And then the third thing has been books and trying to figure out 
how to get in front of an audience of readers on Amazon who may never have heard of you. And so I got a handful of books out and actually a new book coming out called Buy Buttons that uh, repurposes some of the interviews from the podcast. After doing 150 interviews, a common theme that showed up was people tapping into pre-existing marketplaces to kickstart their business and start earning side hustle money. And so that's kind of the focus of the book. And we're trying to it finally hit me on the head that maybe there's a theme here. Wow. Uh, congrats on that. So when does that book come out? Coming out Monday, uh, September 26th. Wonderful. Okay. So Craig, let's talk about your business. Definitely FinCon's helped you and the things that you're up to. What are you up to? Yeah. So I tried the whole blogging and trying to make that into a business. It didn't work for me. Frankly, I just not cut out for it. So what I did do is I took what I learned, like all of the WordPress stuff, uh, just kind of the internet online, all the people that I met, I started looking for opportunities on how to turn that into a business because the blogging thing wasn't going to work for me. And it turned out that I was pretty talented at building websites for people that are really good at bringing in their own audience and things. So I started... Actually, before that, I started getting interested in online courses. I thought that was going to be my business. It wasn't. But what it turned out being my business was building the technology for other people that are delivering and building and delivering online courses. So that kind of helped me transition into making my own living from this stuff. And I started building course websites or membership sites for people. And that brought me into a whole new business. And that's Matthias Media that I, I just kind of shifted over there. And that's what I do now. I build WordPress sites and I think I'm pretty good at it. It's where I'm really, it's just something I'm really good at. And uh, I think that's really what you got to do. And so I've been doing that for about three years now. I make a full time living at it and I, you know, just keeping on going. New niche that I'm also getting into is um, author websites. Huge space, as Nick just mentioned. The self published author space is huge right now. And, um, and so I'm starting to get into that space as well, building websites for authors. So that's like what it. I'm up like to. It. Congrats on that. I'm curious how you are connecting with these new authors or people that yeah. want to do online courses, things like that. Is it just networking through conferences? What, what other ways are you connecting with those folks? Yeah, it's funny. It's networking is huge. And what's cool is that it kind of happens exponentially. So my first, how I got, actually got started was I, it was FinCon actually. It was three years ago when I was interested in online courses. There's a guy named David Seitman Garland there. And he's kind of the top influencer in the online course space. And I took his course. I tried the whole thing out. I found through his Facebook group that people were looking for help for, with their courses. And I reached out to him with a partnership proposal. And you know, it started from there. He said, yeah, let's do it. And uh, he started recommending me to his customers. And that started building me a customer base of those people and kind of a name for myself. And some of his customers then were in the self-published author space and so I started partnering with them now and they send me their customers. So it's kind of like a, it's a chain reaction kind of thing where I build these relationships and the relationships build from their customers. It just all kind of snowballs over the years. If you keep at something, your relationship network just continues to grow. And at this point, so most of my business comes from some partners that I have that refer me business. I actually don't, re I don't do any cold calling. I don't do any of that stuff. I don't go looking for my customers. They mainly come to me. Because of these, I come recommended. And that's just, I think, the best way to get customers is just to... Yeah, and that's a testimony of your hard work and generous connecting. And basically, your inner Nick Loper. Please. <laughs> so, Nick, is Side Hustle Nation, is that full-time or is that still a side hustle? Or what's going on? That's my main focus. And of course, as the chief side hustler, I've got to have half a dozen other projects going on at any one time. I can report back on the successes and failures of those. Wonderful. And how's the podcast? Uh, the Side Hustle Show is a 2015-2016 Best Business Podcast nominee. 
outstanding and well-deserved. Thank you for that. It's been a labor of love for a long time and really just never... I mean, the process from my end is the exact same as it was on day one. You know, it's me, my $50 mic in the living room. And, you know, whether 10 people listen or 10,000 people listen, the process is the same. And so it's really rewarding to see the kind of reach that you can have today. Like, I don't know what I would be doing. Like, my business looks very different than it did five years ago. And I imagine it'll look very different five years from now. But, you know, one consistent habit has been putting out the show every week and learning from some of the best. I want to turn this to family for a moment. So, Craig, you got married not too long ago. Nick, you just had a baby. So <laughs> let's talk about that. What impact has your family responsibilities had on the business stuff? And what advice do you have to someone who's also navigating that? Well, for me, I mean, I'm, it, it's all new to me. I'm far behind Nick here. I got married a year ago and we got a baby on the way as well. Congratulations. Yep. Yeah. So it's been a crazy process. What I can tell you is that I love the fact that I, I'm independent and that I control my time. And, I, and I'm sure Nick feels the same way. With being able to kind of juggle things around, I can get things done around the house. I can take time off for family whenever I need to. It is challenging. It's going to be challenging now because we, uh, as we have our baby, it's going to be challenging to figure out how to continue to be productive and work. I think Nick can speak to this because I'm not there yet. At this point, I still kind of have my, all my days, you know what I mean? But when we have the baby, it's going to change big time. So. Are you working from home? Yeah, I work from home. Yeah. The first few months pre-daycare were pretty tough trying to balance working time because there's no paternity leave for self-employed people. So you're trying to get stuff done, trying to keep the business spinning. And at the same time, trying to be a good dad and a good husband and help out as best you can. It was really kind of hard to draw a a border or a barrier between what's work time and what's helping out time. Like, am I I available? And so what what we would do is like, I'd block off time on my calendar for meetings. And so those were spoken for. And, you know, we had an agreement that was, that was fine. But it was all the time, you know, in between those meetings where normally like you have to get the actual work done. That was more kind of the gray area that ended up being a frustrating thing. But now the kid is in daycare four days a week. We both take Fridays off and try and balance it that way. So there's been a return to normalcy after a few months of a kind of a challenge. Yeah, it's going to be crazy, but I'm looking forward to it. I mean, I'll just call you for advice. Yeah, happy to help. I, the advice would be like the first two months, it just feel like you're drowning and then it gets better. Yeah. I'm expecting that. And Nick's now going to put his phone on silent (laughs) (laughs) for all these calls. All right. So we'll start with Craig. We're going to do finish this sentence. Finish the sentence. If you don't do anything else, blank. Start your own business. And Nick. Give me more time. (laughs) If you don't do anything else. Hustle, you know, control what you can control. That's what it's all about. It's not about, you know, trying to rip people off, but it's about taking really initiative and taking control over your own finances and your own financial well-being because you never know what's coming down the road. And that's kind of what we try and preach. And that's kind of another common thread on the show through 150 plus entrepreneur interviews. Like they all, you know, nobody's going to do it for you. You have to kind of stop learning at a certain point and get out there and do it. Well said. All right. So we're going to wrap up here. Craig, where can people find you? What's that? Where can people find you? CreateMyIndependence.com. That's, I got a blog there, podcast and Matthias Media, M-A-T-H-I-A-S Media.com. And if you're looking for websites, love to talk to you. And got some good content on the blog as well. It's not near as much as Nick's got here, but it's, I think there's some good stuff there. Yeah, Craig's blog is one of my favorites. So he had a post a while back is, uh, on you know, why do we let the lifestyle creep get to us? He talked about like delivering papers as a kid, like, hey, I'm working outside. This is a ton of fun. So I really like his blog as well. You can find me at SideHustleNation.com. Of course, we'd love to have you tune into the podcast. It's the Side Hustle Show. And grab uh, the book at buybuttonsbook.com.
All right. So, Craig, we're going to start with you in with Nick. We always close out with final thoughts. Final thoughts, Craig. Final thoughts. I say this is great to be at FinCon and be hanging out with you guys. It's uh, love to hang out with these kind of people. So um, final thoughts is this is a great time. You guys should consider conferences and meeting and meeting cool people like this. I'm just trying to learn from Jared. I've been trying to get on Starve the Dows for three years and I had to come to San Diego to do it. So it's pretty exciting. Final thoughts. Hey, you know, treat it as an experiment, right? Most of the stuff is not life or death. You know, if you fail in if you fail in business, that doesn't mean you're a failure in life. It just means you got to try something new or take another crack at it. That's why I try and approach all these projects. It lessens the sting of the inevitable failures that come my way. Hey guys, congrats on all the success and best wishes in the future. Thanks for being on the show. Thanks, Jared. You bet. You guys should consider conferences and meeting and meeting cool people like this.